Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm a mom of three kids, ages two, five, and seven, and I live in Southern California. And I'm Megan. I am the mom of five kids, ages six through 17, and I live in Michigan. This is the Mom Hour, part of the Life Listened Network. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 64 of the Mom Hour. I'm Megan Francis, here as always with Sarah Powers. And today we're going to be talking about something that I think is like one of those burning questions. Um, how do you keep your house clean? Yeah, like literally how? Yeah. What if the answer is we don't? <laughs> <laughs> then we're done. My, yeah, okay, yeah. don't. Uh, no, my house is usually reasonably clean. So I think this is something that I was terrible at as a new mom, like, like atrociously bad at, and I have actually developed some workarounds and ways to keep myself on track over these mm -hmm. many years. And so, yeah, this will be a fun one. Yeah. And just to clarify, we're really talking about the nitty gritty of cleaning this episode. We've done a, an episode or two that are more organization or tidying yeah. or, you know, how to keep track of all the kids' toys and that kind of stuff. And this is definitely hands and knees scrubbing your floors type of conversation today. Yeah. We're going there. We're going there. So yeah, I thought it would be fun to kind of go room by room. And um, I don't know, it's a fun peek into some how somebody manages their home. Um, and maybe we can offer some tips, some strategies, any products that we happen to use and love. Um, and then I wanted to mention later in the episode, kind of in the second half of the episode, we are going to address when and how to hire help cleaning your house, if that's yeah. something that you want to do. And you and I have both had times where we've had no help cleaning our house and other times where we've had help. So um, that's a big thing that I think sometimes moms are hesitant to talk about. We'll get into all that. Um, but first, we're just going to start with the cleany, cleany stuff. Here we go. All right. Let's, I put, a, let's put our, a shine on this topic, shall we? I want to talk about cleaning floors <laughs> oh, first. Perfect. And I want to okay. tell you what my floors look like right now because I'm looking at them. I'm sitting in our kitchen nook and uh -huh. um, we made homemade pizza yesterday. So there's like a fine flour dust all mm -hmm. over my kitchen floors. But floors have been a real struggle for me, especially in the last two years that we've lived in this house, which has very nice floors, nice wood, but they're very dark, like espresso colored wood floors. And they don't have a lot of variation in the wood grain, which means you see anything Everything. light colored, yeah, like just pops. 
Um, and I guess like floors are one thing where I just, I feel like I never do them enough. And yeah. when I do them, they're only clean for a hot second, which I know that's the season of life, but um, I don't know. So I'm going to throw that over to you. What are, what's your floor situation right now? And how do you clean them? So we have um, mostly this really nice hardwood on our first okay. floor. Our kitchen is very 90s and it's ceramic tile. And I think it was one of those ceramic tile patterns that they thought, they thought would you know, hide dirt. Mm-hmm. But the problem is it just always looks dirty no uh. matter what we do. Um, I do have like a steamer mop that I use sometimes okay. and I can't even So how often the... would you use that? Not very often because it doesn't make any difference. I can't oh. see any difference. I'll only use yeah. it if there's like a sticky mess. Right. But even just to log it, like lug it out, I found sometimes it's better just to like throw a damp paper towel on it, on the mm-hmm. sticky mess for a while and let it soak in and then go down and give it a quick scrub. Um, it's not a very big kitchen and we make very liberal use of our hose attachment on our vacuum. Okay. Um, John even sometimes vacuums like the kitchen or the the refrigerator shelves oh, that's like we use it on idea. almost everything yeah. sometimes you can vacuum like if you have a cereal mess on the counter you can sometimes just vacuum it up and then give it a quick wipe down with you know like a paper towel like a, right some cleaner right. so that's another thing we, we use the vacuum a ton yeah. um our wood floors are not i know exactly the kind you're talking about we mm-hmm. had those in one house and it was real bare um we they just look have beautiful more... when they're clean i will yeah, say i know like once once I know. in a while they look great we have a really glossy oak and it's they're nice. Um, they don't show too much and they're luckily in areas of the house that we don't like really, I mean the dining room, but you know, where kids are past the age where they're throwing right. food around. Um, so the spills and stuff usually happen on the tile. And, but the biggest thing for us is dog hair. And I have to say this summer in particular, Moxie has been shedding like crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's never been this bad. I don't know if it's cause it's been really hot or what. Um, so I feel like there's, always dog hair floating around and we've got we've got that vacuum out with the hose attachment either daily or every other day now I don't do it anymore because now I've got kids old enough to do it but I have to still make the mental note to get it out and you know make sure the attachment's on it and make sure it's plugged in in the right spot where you can get everywhere and now just um, because I want to get specific with stuff did you is yours easy so I have a Dyson vacuum that I've had for a few years they're very nice vacuums I always felt like the hose attachment, it worked, but it was very awkward to like lug the vacuum around and then stretch the hose long enough. So I got a dust buster, like, I don't know, less than two years ago since we've lived here. And I can't believe I didn't have a dust buster before. Mm. Like with, so I, all the ways you're describing using that hose attachment, I use my dust buster. Now I'm sure it doesn't have the same power for sure. And it has to charge and stuff. But I'm yeah. just wondering if your vacuum maybe is easier to. I always felt like it was so awkward. To I have a lower the big vacuum around. Well, our vacuum is in the dining room. We keep it like tucked between okay. the wall and the okay. um, secretary in there. Okay. So that makes it easy. And there's like a plug right there. Right. And then you pretty much when you're in that room, you can stretch almost anywhere on the first floor, which is oh, why oh. you know so I, I always don't plug think it in I that had room. needed. A, I needed a longer hose attachment. Yeah. Or well, I no, I don't mean like the hose attachment can't stretch that far. I mean the okay, cord. But the, the cord better. can. Yeah. Got like it. if you have it plugged in, you can take it into any of those other rooms. I mean, Got I think it. vacuums in general are really awkward. It's one of my yes. least favorite tools. Uh-huh. Um, I, we do have a Dyson. I think it's like a lower end Dyson. It's not one of the really mm-hmm. nicer ones, but even upgrading from whatever piece of crap we had before to this Dyson made a big difference. And, um, it is a little awkward. Ours, like it pulls out. So like the handle pulls out and that's the hose, okay. which yep. feels a little more intuitive than some of the other kinds, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't have to worry about making sure it's like, you know, something you have to switch between the hose and the, right. yes. if you have to like a switch or something to make sure yeah. that the hose is actually sucking. This one just does it. Um, 
I don't know, not as not that much of a problem. Hasn't been a problem. Right. I feel like for us, the dust buster wouldn't work because I would be crawling around yeah. to hit all the corners and it would right. fill up with dog hair really fast. Right. And then I'd have to right. start over and, and keeping it plugged in. I'm just, I'm trying to picture my own personality. I'm not sure that that would work for me. Yeah. No, I definitely, <laughs> you know? I guess, do the smaller jobs yeah. with the dust buster. It's funny you mentioned dog hair because I can't remember if I've said it on the show, but our dog passed away about a month mm-hmm. ago maybe a little more, a couple months ago, um, we had to put her to sleep. So I've had, this is the first time in over 10 years that I have not had dog hair. She was not a crazy shedder. In fact, like the, I have not noticed a huge difference. I guess we're, we're messy enough with floors that like the, the necessity of cleaning regularly and vacuuming and that kind of stuff hasn't changed that much. But what one thing that reminded me of um, is that we did get a robot vacuum at Christmas time. Um, I mentioned it on a show right after Christmas and it's called the Neato. Um, it's a good competitor to the Roomba. I always hear good things about Roomba too. Um, I think Brian picked the Neato because it's supposed to be especially good with pet hair and also goes around corners really well. So, um, we, I do run that. It's very good in our kitchen, just getting the little crumbs and stuff. Um, I do find that I want to do a quick sweep of corners and just little things. Mm -hmm. If I want to feel like it's really clean after my problem again is picking up, you know, toys and shoes and things in order to, in order to run the neato and also being, I like to kind of be out of the house or at least be in another part of the house because it's loud and it takes, you know, it probably takes an hour to do the downstairs. But again, that's an hour that I'm not vacuuming. So it's great. I still recommend it, but I, I have found it logistically interesting to prep to prep my house to run the robot. You know, I will say... I'm curious how other people are doing that. I will say that, like, well, we don't have a robot, uh, although now I'm really... Everybody I know is getting them, so I may be next on the list. Um, I may be just keeping up with the Mrs. Jesus. (laughs) Um, There's... In our family, the youngest kid has always had the job of picking up toys and shoes before we Mm -hmm. vacuum, Mm -hmm. which does necessitate you to wait till everyone's home or to make them do it, like, on their way out of right. the house in the morning yeah. or whatever before they're leaving someplace. So like Clara's job since she was, I don't know, maybe three years old has been lining up all the shoes or putting right. them in the shoe basket and picking up toys in the, we don't, you know, we don't really have that many carpeted rooms. So the ones that we need to right. vacuum, that's the ones where she would do that. Right. Um, and I've already talked about my strategy that I got from my sister of sweeping. Yeah. And throwing Literally away. sweeping up toys and socks and being like, do I even need this yeah. sock has a hole in it or whatever and throwing things away. So I'm pretty ruthless with that as well. I do. There's this cool thing and I don't know if it's still in the market. It just popped into my head that when my kids were littler and they used a lot of toys that had small pieces, it was like this toy scooper that you'd use instead of a dust bin or a dust pan because dust okay. pans never have a, they're never flush enough with the floor. Right. To get like a Lego in very easily. Oh, yeah. So they made this thing. It was called like the toy scooper. And you could just use it to like sweep up toys with. It was basically oh. like a big dust bin or dust pan. Right, with, right. Um, and also then it Totally didn't... flat like. but like, and it would uh, stay cleaner probably if you yeah. weren't sweeping gross like, garbage. Other gr- crap yeah. stuff. Yeah. And it would just like, it had like the edge. I don't know. It just somehow managed yeah. to be like a perfect little like slide, like a little ramp. That would yeah. pick up the toys. So we'll have to see if that still exists. Yeah, I'll, I will um, make a link to, to it if it does. That was really yeah. fun for a while when that was part of my life. Um, right. And it's not as much anymore. But Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience. But most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor Meals we tried. 
And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah, and for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle. Whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's from our O-U-R place.com code mom hour. Um, and, you know, another thing that I've really been thinking about getting is those carpet sweepers they have at restaurants. Because when I worked in restaurants, I did a lot of food service in my day. And oh, I know what you're talking those, about. They, they don't, a minute. Yeah, they're just, they're not electronic. They don't right. plug in. But they do a really good job. Yeah. So... You know, they're like, they just, you know, you just go, especially if you have like a low, um, a small pile carpet or whatever you call low pile carpet or indoor outdoor carpet or um, for kitchen messes. Right. They're really effective. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Well, I I do actually like to vacuum my wood floors and then mop if I'm really, which is probably why I don't do floors enough because I, if I do them, I really like to do them right. And I probably should err more on just doing a halfway job more often. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Are, they look best when they, so I'll just mention mops because I know we're not going to talk about floors for the entire episode, but I know you have a mop you like, and I've always just, I'm kind of like simple and cheap. I've always used the Swiffer sweeper, mm-hmm. not the wet jet, which has its own like system. Sis- this is yeah. just the regular Swiffer only you can buy wet. They're like wet wipes basically yeah. that you fold over. And I feel like it's so lightweight. The kids can help do it and they like to help do it. And because I'm usually, I'm usually spot cleaning really sticky bad spills or I'm vacuuming or sweeping first. So the mop is mostly just for it to look nice and kind of, you know, shine it up. And so that's all I've used for my whole housekeeping life. So I've never really gotten super fancy with mops. So I had a Swiffer for a while and I don't remember if it was just, I kept forgetting to replace the 
the sweeper parts or what. Right. I don't. I just couldn't get in a rhythm of using it. And I at some point switched to Libman mops. Okay. And I love those because all of the pieces are reusable. Mm-hmm. And you can interchange like – so one of them is just really simple. It's like a dust mop. And it's got one end that's a microfiber thing. But then you can also buy um, other – you know, other kinds of heads to go on it for different jobs, like ones that have like more grippy power or whatever. And they're really, really simple. And so like if I'm just doing a quick dust mop, I might just use it with a spray of pledge or whatever. If I'm doing it to actually clean the floor, I might use some cleaner. Um, But those are, that's one of my go-tos. And I just feel like it doesn't take up much space. It's lightweight. It's kind of like a Swiffer. It's just all reusable and really simple. Well, I realize in listening to you talk that one of the things I was always intimidated by with mopping was the product. So maybe we can talk a little bit like, in other words, the solution, that's why the Swiffer works for me because it's already in the wet wipes. Right. I don't yeah. actually have to fill a bucket or a sink with anything. Cause that always intimidated me. I don't know why. So do you have, so you mentioned pledge or you would use a cleaning solution to actually like dip it in and clean yeah. the floor. Um, you know, I, okay. I don't necessarily think a typical, like, I'm just doing a quick mop requires a bucket. Right. I don't um, I think you can just spray some stuff on the floor. Okay. You know, if it's a sticky mess, like I said, I'll sometimes just throw a wet rag on it or a paper mm-hmm. towel just to kind of get it pick, you know, to get it kind of softened mm-hmm. up so you can get it more easily. Yep. And if it's really one of those, but mops, see, the thing is, if it's one of those where like it's dirty and it really needs to get cleaned, my kitchen floor isn't huge. I would really rather just put some soapy water in the sink and mm-hmm. use a rag yep. and get down on my hands and knees. It's yep. to me, it's so much easier. And it's like, so much more and satisfying. I, yeah, it is. Really and I feel like effective. mops just get really gross. Yeah, doesn't even I really agree. matter what kind of mop. You, if it's a, you know, a janitor's mop or like one of those foamy ones, I just feel like no matter what, they get yes. gross. And I, I, I think you can control it. Yes. a little better and it's a lot less awkward if you just do it. I know it sucks and you know you might have yep. to wear knee pads or whatever. But I've also done the thing where I put rags on my feet and skate around the room. Yep. I mean, I'll get really creative to avoid having to work very hard at it, but and I just don't think it's something that needs to be unless you're, you know, your kids are maybe crawling on the floor and picking stuff up and putting right. it in their mouths. I just I don't necessarily think your floors need to be that sterile all the time. And, no. you know, and I will say the one time I had white tile in the kitchen, that was rough because it looked terrible all the time. All the because, time. Yeah. Like the, the grout always looked bad yeah, and the tile always looked dirty. House too. Yeah. yeah. I was a well, little more anal about it then. And I did have a baby at the time too. So. Yeah. But that it is, it's not very fun to have floors like that because they never look good no matter what you do. They just either right. look dingy or worse. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I used to have like all different, like I'd have a mop for, um, you know, mop, like a dust mop, like a you know, dedicated dust mop. And I'd have a mop for this room and a mop for that room. And I just really simplify it, which is why I like the Libman. They're the ones with the green handles. So you can see them. They have them everywhere. Yeah. We'll, they have we'll, the grocery we'll link store. to that too in the show yeah. notes. Um, well, that was a big discussion about floors. It's a big our, topic. Our, our whole house. Your whole you know, house we has- didn't talk anything about bathroom floors. Okay. But this, well, for me, it's the same strategy. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And in fact, and in the bathroom, I'm way more likely just to like go spray around the corner yep. or around the edges and get down on my hands and knees and yep. run and the toilet. And we have a couple of bathrooms that have weird shaped, uh, like the floor, that's a weird shaped room. It's not just a square or a rectangle. And that's another place where I would take either a vacuum hose or a dust buster and just get the, the little tiny pieces of toilet paper or, you know, dust or dog yeah. hair around the edges of the molding. You know what I mean? Yeah, Floorboards. exactly. Yeah. And then just wipe. Yeah. And let's be honest. I mean, well, you probably don't have this problem so much yet. <laughs> Although I guess you do. I mean, you've got a boy who pees in the toilet. My, yeah. the backs behind my toilet is absolutely disgusting at all times. Like 
and I've I've forbidden the kids from using my bathroom. Our bathroom is the nicer one on the main floor. The other bathroom on the main floor is like itty bitty and really hard to get into even. Um, right. I won't let the kids in my bathroom. They're so gross. So <laughs> it's, it, that's another thing. Like there is constantly like urine everywhere. I don't even know how. I don't even know how they get it in some of the places where it is. It's like on the wall behind the toilet. And I'll think to like, myself. You have to try really hard. I've seen them actually in there. Not, not recently, but when they were younger, trying to pee at the same time. Oh. <laughs> and then the streams bounce off of each other. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? It doesn't work that way. So if you have boys, we all know it's totally different ball of wax. You just, it requires a lot of upkeep. And a lot of keeping that bathroom door closed. Yeah, exactly. To potential guests. <laughs> exactly. Well, um, Okay, so we're going to go through a few more rooms, but this is a good time to just bring up the question that I know a lot of people have, which is, have you ever been, I, I think I know the answer, but have you ever had yourself on any kind of a routine where you knew that you were going to, especially the big jobs like floors yeah. or dusting on a sort of regular schedule, or do you just, do you just wait till you have the time and the floors are dirty and it's time to mop? So I tried to do Fly Lady. I don't know if you're familiar with Fly Lady. I don't, I don't think I it's am. It's still around. I can't believe it. This was huge when my kids were little and I was okay. a slob. And I'm not even a particularly messy person, but we had too much stuff. We had too many mm -hmm. toys at the time, like a lot. And we lived in small spaces. It just mm -hmm. didn't accommodate at all. And I was really easily overwhelmed. I couldn't figure out what to work on. So I needed, you know, mm -hmm. so this Fly Lady thing was at the time and it maybe has evolved. I don't know. But it was just email. So you'd sign up for this automated email okay. thing. And then it would like um, 8 o'clock in the morning, you get a thing that'd be like, you know, put on your shoes and scrub your sink. So she had this thing like you always had to have your shoes on in your house for some reason. I think it was because it made you feel like you were – it was mostly for stay-at-home moms and people okay. who were at home. So I think it like was supposed to make you feel like you were going someplace or you mm -hmm. had a, a purpose. And she was super anal about like shining your sinks and making sure – so. I would get so mad when I get the email <laughs> because she's always telling me to put my shoes on. I was like, I don't want to. Then I don't want to put my shoes on. So I finally had to delete it. So that did not work out for me. However, a lot of people really enjoyed the structure okay. because like then every hour you'd get a new email and I'd be like, do a 15 minute fling. And that would be like, or 15 piece of something boogie. I don't remember now, but you'd go in your closet and like pick out 15 things you wanted to get rid of and do that. So they would like just remind you all day long. Mm -hmm. And I got really into it for about three days. And then I, I wanted to kill her. So I unsubscribed. Um, I think that was maybe the only time I was on a real, like a real routine like that. Although I've definitely had like, today is a laundry day. I've done stuff yeah. like that before. But I also find that, you know, dusting in my house is something that happens sort of semi-monthly. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm not... I'm not going to dust every Tuesday. It's not that important to me necessarily. Right. Um, I have done big cleans in the spring and fall mm -hmm. where I get a lot of that stuff. But no, I guess thinking back, I don't think I've been that structured about it. Yeah, I, I'm the same you. way. And I go in big swings of feeling super nesty and domestic. We've talked about that yeah. on this show. And it's sort of seasonal for me. Not just, I mean, I don't really have weather seasons where I live, but it's still seasonal. It might be pre-holidays or post-holidays yeah, or yes. back to school where I just feel really um, like like I want to make my nest a certain way mm -hmm. and I'm cleaning more regularly and I'm kind of doing upkeep projects and then then I go into maintenance mode. So it would I don't think it would work for me. But floors, since we were talking about floors for so long, that is one area where I do kind of feel like I would benefit from just declaring <laughs> declaring right, a floor a day. day. Um, yeah, I could but. I could see that. I, they one thing I will say that I'm I've gotten really good at over the years is the things that are important to me, I keep on them like mm -hmm. daily. 
So my bathroom is important to me. And it doesn't yep. mean I'm cleaning my bathroom top to bottom yep. every day. It means I'm, you know, spraying my sink and hitting it with toilet paper and throw the toilet paper away. It takes like 30 seconds and I'm in the bathroom right. anyway. So right. stuff like that I've gotten really good at. And floors, I've gotten pretty good with quick maintenance, like a sweet, like sweeping, yeah. um, wiping, you know, grabbing spot cleaning yeah. spots on the floor that aren't great. I have not gotten really good at uh, doing the full thing. I do have a cleaning help right now and mm-hmm. so I know she's going to do it every other week anyway right. right and we'll talk about that a little bit later but yeah that does kind of take the pressure off a little bit right yeah and I think that's what I need to get better at is the quick just doing more quick sweeps because mm-hmm. what I, I look at it and think oh, I should just really do the whole thing and then I don't can so. we talk about brooms for a second because I, I actually really enjoy sweeping to me I that's a very kind of meditative task I feel a little bit like ma angles when I'm doing it but I have a problem where my my Brooms get so gross, and I feel like they get gross faster than they should. And then I can't. There's no way to really clean them effectively. Do so you just, you know, replace yeah. your broom every couple of months? I, I don't know what to do about it, but I feel like I it's making my floor grosser that. sometimes. Mm, that's interesting. So one way I have cleaned a broom, which I, this is just what I've done, is take like a Clorox wet wipe, not like yeah. a wet wipe, the wet wipe you use on your kid, like an actual disinfectant, right. like Clorox or Lysol. And just flip it upside down and kind of pull. Like ours would just get a lot of hair and yeah, and like pull the hair. I just feel like no matter how hard I pull, like some of it's just embedded forever. And maybe it's a style. Maybe I need a better broom. Maybe I like old school brooms, like Like the regular hardware straw ones. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. We also have a big, like more like outdoor broom, like the big flat kind. But yes, yeah. I don't know if anybody, if any listeners have broom suggestions or like have found a, the broom that has changed your life, please do let right. me know. Yeah, that would, that would be, be very interesting. Also, it's very, it's, we have a little, you can get these at uh, a lot of different places, but not, you don't have to buy like a toy broom. You can actually buy like a little handheld broom that looks just like, oh, oh and it, are these the ones that come like attached to the, well, to the little a little bigger thingy? than the ones that have come attached okay. to the dustpan. But ours is a straw broom, just like the big one. And all three kids as toddlers really thought they were sweeping because it looks so similar. And it's just a handheld, um, like, like what you'd use to sweep it into the dustpan, only a little bigger. So I'll have Oh, okay. But um, we didn't get it. It's not a toy. It's an actual, and all three kids love doing that. So if you have little ones, they love to help sweep too. Cool. Um, let's move up surfaces in the kitchen a little bit. Um, and maybe just briefly, I have, I have one sink trick and then I know you've probably talked about clean counters before. And, um, I think we both like Mrs. Meyer's products. We can mention that. Um, but my sink trick real quick that, um, is probably like on every Pinterest board, but I don't, I'm not on Pinterest is that when you use a lemon for cooking or garnish or drinks or whatever, that you can put lemon peel down garbage disposals, unless your garbage disposal is really, you know, sensitive or something and you, then you'd know that. But, um, so I will smoosh a lemon peel all around my sink and it, Mm -hmm. and then put the whole thing down the garbage disposal and run it with hot water. And it makes your sink, like it just takes away the stinky smell in the garbage disposal and feels, and the whole sink just smells smells better. Delicious. So I used to do that. And then John got really mad at me and said I was ruining our garbage disposals. Well, I always wonder about (laughs) that. I know. Maybe we should have a plumber. Like, you know, if you're a plumber or know a plumber really well, maybe you could weigh in as well. Because I thought that, I mean, everybody, like I, my mom did that. I just remember that being a thing. And then he's like, you can't do that. You're going to ruin the garbage disposal. So I don't know if that's true or not. Um, I like. I think he may be just being a little extra cautious. Yeah, and some garbage disposals. Ours is sensitive, but not to the lemon. It will happily chop up a lemon. It's more sensitive to like fibrous things, like a bunch yeah. of 
cucumber peel or zucchini. Well, that's their job, right? I mean, that's what it's there for. That's what I think. But um, I will say, though, that what, and so when he started yelling at me about that, what I actually do now instead is I make a little volcano in my, in my garbage disposal with some vinegar and baking soda. And it's okay. actually fun because it bubbles up yeah. and it's like a little science. I feel like a kid when I do that. It's like a little science experiment. And it works. It doesn't give you that awesome lemon scent. Okay. And you can always squirt you know, lemon juice in there if you want that. Right. But um, it, right. it does. it's fun and it does actually deodorize it pretty well. Yeah. And you have to run. Like you got to run the hot water when you do – if you use vinegar – Mm-hmm. Run it for a couple of like a minute or two to really to flush it out. Right. Otherwise, stuff kind of stays stuck in there. And okay, good to know. Yeah. Um, how about counters? Do you have uh, a favorite countertop? I like all the Mrs. Myers Clean Day stuff. Okay. And sometimes it's um cheap. If they sometimes discontinue scents, and you can okay. find them at TJ Maxx. Oh, nice. So I've done that. You can actually so- find some like I also love the Caldrea stuff. Okay. And they have great smells and you could sometimes find that at TJ Maxx too. Some of the smells are weird. Like 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 radish. I had one. Oh. It didn't smell <laughs> like radishes, but I was like no wonder no one bought this. I mean, come on. So <laughs> Well, one of the Mrs. Myers that and I don't know if you get this too, but is the concentrate where you can make oh, okay. your own. And I always feel like that's a little more cost effective cuz for a countertop spray, I'm usually kind of it's mostly for the scent and to, yeah. you know, add a little moisture to a washcloth. So um, I feel like you can, it's, you dilute it more for like a countertop spray than you would if you were cleaning a sink oh, or a that's bathroom. Nice. Or yeah. Cause you really so just need the moisture. I'll link to that one, but it feels like yeah. it lasts me a long time. That's possibly because I don't clean enough, but yeah. And I'll just uh, kind of go around and spray everything down and leave the room for a few minutes so that again, yeah. if there's like a little gunky piece of jelly yeah. or something, it kind of sucks up. And I, I find that if you're on your, if you're on your, um, counters they just don't get that messy that you know if you're like on them every day and like it takes a couple minutes just to wipe them down it's just easier to keep up with it just like or several times a day um and I use a sponge with the with the scrubby side and then I just throw the sponge in the dishwasher okay so that's a good okay because I do have a little germophobia about sponges I'm not overly like to sanitation but sponges like you were saying brooms gross you out sponges gross me out so I'm, I'm always a little, I they never know like <laughs> what I can use a sponge for and then do anything with it in the future. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I run on the sanitizer and then put yeah. it back in the sink. I get it. But, right. um, so you think, so did you put yours in the dishwasher? I've also heard microwave. Have you ever done that? I've also heard that. I don't just because I don't know. I'm right next to the dishwasher. So why right. not? Okay. So I just um, part of my routine, you know? And then um, now this is really detailed. How do you, what implement do you use when you have to hand wash dishes? Do you, are you a sponge person? Are you a... Kind of depends um, on the job. I have one of those handled brushes that I really like a lot. Okay. And then what I do when I'm at the end of that is I, um, so after I drain the sink, I use something called Barkeeper's Friend, which a okay. cleaning right. person actually turned me on to. It's okay. just like grit. It's like a little, it almost looks like, um, it almost looks like baking powder, baking soda. Okay. I don't yeah, really yeah, know yeah. what it's made of. But it's, it makes, if you have a stainless steel sink, it makes it super shiny. So I'll, after I'm done scrubbing the dishes with the handle thing, which I like, cause you don't have to get your hands all in the gross right. water as much. I mean, you still touch it, but it's not right. as bad. And then, and then I use that scrub to like scrub down the bottom of the sink, rinse it out. And then I throw the scrubber in the dishwasher too. Okay. Okay. I like that. Well, we'll have to link to that barkeeper's fan. Yeah. yeah and you I can like find it anywhere. It's like in a, like a little silvery, a silvery container. It's usually at the bottom. I feel like okay. it's always on the bottom. Yeah. I can picture that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, I like a handheld sponge that I can actually like get in there with my hand. So I'm the opposite. I feel like sometimes the, the implements that you hold a handle, I just don't have as much control over. Well, and they don't work for things like wine glasses, which I put my wine glasses in the dishwasher because I don't, 
really care if I break up. I do or too, not usually, really good unless ones. I'm hand washing a bunch but of But if it's something stuff. like special, I yeah. need to use something I, like something I'm afraid might break. I always use a sponge or a washcloth even. Right. Um, and then yep. just throw it in the wash. And then I love a good steel wool. You can't use steel wool on everything, obviously. No, and you shouldn't great. use it on some things. But um, on stainless pots and pans and just that feeling of just like really scrubbing the heck out of mm-hmm. something. So I always have a little thing of steel wool too. So, yeah. all right. Um, well, well, let's talk about bedrooms and living areas briefly, I think. Um, Did we talk about to, bathrooms already? We kind of touched on it. I, am I avoiding talking about cleaning bathrooms? I feel, like you're to, no. I feel like you skipped over that. It's clearly on the outline, Sarah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that we're supposed to talk about bathrooms now. Let's talk about bathrooms. <laughs> my only thing I have to offer, I agree with you on bathrooms. Clean them often. Um, one of my tips is to keep to keep um, small cleaning supplies in the bathroom, yep. the things that you can use all the time, whether it's I've clipped Clorox wipes or a spray or something where you can do yeah. a quick job. Um, and then sometimes I neglect doing Windex on the mirrors and I forget what a difference that makes. Because the, the mirrors aren't, it's not like you can't see, they're functional right. and they may not even look that spotty, but it's a fun job to give a kid. And it, especially if you're having guests over or something, it makes a huge difference. It makes huge. a huge difference. And let me also say, I hate the smell of Windex. I don't like anything ammonia Eve. I mean, I have it. I know it works, blah, blah, blah. Um, vinegar and water also works for, for windows pretty well. But if I'm in a pinch and I'm standing in my bathroom and there's company coming and there's like you know, spots or like toothpaste right. splatters on the yeah. mirror. I will use just a regular spray cleaner sparingly. And then if you really go to town with a circular rubbing motion, uh-huh. it usually doesn't leave streaks. I have found yeah. as long as it's not something like it's got bleach in it. Right. Right. <laughs> but if it's just like a typical, you know, kind of all purpose cleaner right. and you use it sparingly and then just really go to town to get those, the rubs out, it's fine. So yeah. don't feel like you have to have like eight different products in your bathroom. Right. Um, I always just keep a roll of paper towels, some washcloths or rags and a spray of all purpose cleaner in the bathroom and, and a mm-hmm. toilet cleaner. Those yep. are the two then, things I always have. And then you can tell a kid to go clean the bathroom too. Relatively yeah. easy. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes. I'm not wearing things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves, so they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. 
highest chewable kids vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. What about tubs and showers, which is pretty much when we get to... Um, hiring support in cleaning your house, like pretty much the sole reason I like to have professional help. Yeah. Yeah. I don't love doing, I don't love doing showers and that. I just never feel like I knew how I don't, I don't. Well, the problem is it totally depends on the kind of shower you have, the kind of door or curtain, the Mm -hmm. age of the tub, like, you know, and older, how hard or soft your water is. How hard or soft your water you is. Full, like the like caulk, like or, is the caulk yeah. peeling up and kind of old yeah. and gross or is it brand yeah. new? I just, every single house I've lived in, I've had a completely different experience cleaning the bathroom. I guess I'll just say again, keep up on it. If you're in the shower anyway, and you can use like one of those little squeegees, if you have a glass yeah. door, you can use a squeegee on it. If you have a, um, if you keep some soft scrub in the bathroom or even just a, a rag and wipe it down and so it's not soaking wet all the time, mm-hmm. it just stays a little cleaner. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I don't have any like super special tips for the tub and shower and forch. Um, equalizer, like I don't think yeah. anyone loves. No, no one loves it. You gotta like tub. get in and you gotta take your shoes off and like get into the bathtub, which is always a pain. I just kind of like to multitask that one and do it when I'm already naked half the time. Yeah, <laughs> like well, just and do it when I get little out. kids who are sitting in a tub a lot, that's actually a good. I mean, for yeah. a lot of our listeners with little little kids, that's yeah. a tub that. Most people are cleaning more often and sometimes there's accidents in the tub. Yeah. Sometimes you've got toys in there. So I guess in those days, uh, bath toys, I would throw away quite often. As soon as you yeah. see oh, yeah. like the ones that let water in and you can start to yep. see the mold on the inside, just chuck it. Um, we were also a huge fan of just bath toys that was just Tupperware and spoons and stuff from the yeah, kitchen oh, yeah. and just rotated, rotated it on through. Um, but I think just, I would just get really, really hot water and what some kind of a uh, cleaner, you know, and just every, every, however Scrubbing often. bubbles or soft yeah. stuff have always and been just some of my give favorites. It really, and then run the bath toys either through the dishwasher or chuck them. So for uh, us, um, the bathtub was always like the last station for toys I was going to throw away. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. It was like, these guys are on their last legs. Or um, they're going in the trash, but let's right. just totally blow them out in the bathtub right. first and use them for a couple of weeks and then throw them away. Right. So that, I don't know. This, that's yeah, that's something smart. I, did. I, I mean, I've had at times where kids didn't want to get in the bath and I'd say, well, pick a toy from down here as long as it's not like hollow, going to get, you know, as long as it's not totally, right. we can't have batteries or something, but otherwise, and so toys would sort of migrate their way to the tub and then yeah. live there for a while and go to die. And while they're in the tub, I've always found it's a good opportunity to just put a little, um, all-purpose cleaner like on a rag and get that edge between the if you have like a glass shower door that edge always gets gross between Mm -hmm. the tub and the or the edge around the inside it's kind of hard to do like tile grout which is again why this is like such an academic question because there's eight million ways to do it um in general in a bathroom one thing that especially if i'm doing like like everyday quickie cleaning i always work from top to bottom because then you can usually use the same rag so start it with your sink you know maybe move to the toilet lid 
behind and all that. Yep. And then that one gets thrown away. And then floors have a separate yep. one usually because by the time you get to the toilet, that one's done. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's yeah. smart. And I'm thinking, too, the moms of little teeny kids sitting in the tub is not a bad time just to do any of the little right. bathroom cleaning jobs. Exactly. Smart. I don't think I ever thought of that. Um, all right. Well, should we move on to bedrooms? I don't know. Yeah. I, I just have one thing to say, which is I always leave the master bedroom for last. And yet every time I pick up and properly clean the master bedroom, master bath, it feels so good. There's like something, like there's some psychology there to yeah. like putting your, putting your own space last. So it's a good reminder that, you know, if the kitchen can wait a day and it boosts your mood to have, you know, clean countertops in your master bathroom or whatever, no dust bunnies in the corner, whatever it yeah. is in your bedroom. I think it's a, it's a very nice, it's like the psychology of making your bed every day only a yeah. little taking it a step further. So, and I, I have a, so in our bedroom, I mean, like the vacuuming gets done fairly often. Cause whenever the vac, our bedroom is on the first floor. So it's right, right off of the main rooms that we would be vacuuming anyway. So I always just make sure I hit my bedroom when, when we do that. Um, but what the one thing that in our bedroom gets like, you know, the clutter kind of starts to gather by the bedside on the bedside yep. table like yep. for in my case a lot of LaCroix cans <laughs> and like the um my dre- my bureau gets yep. gross because I keep my makeup there so it starts to get makeup so when I'm on the phone I'm always locking myself in my bedroom when I'm on the phone because this mm. is the one room I can sit in and the kids Who are you talking on me. the phone to I didn't think you liked talking I hate phone. it but every now and then it's necessary okay. and I'm a pacer when I'm on the phone I yeah. pace so what I'll do is I'll have you know my phone in my pocket with my earbuds and like my headset in and then I'll just walk around and clean surfaces and honestly that's like one of my biggest cleaning tricks by the time you get off the phone you like you look behind you and there's like this clean this sweep of clean you're like how did that even happen so um you can also do that while listening to podcasts by the way that's another yes and I know we've had so many listeners tell us that we help them scrub floors and clean toilets and laundry so we are happy to help you clean your house and honestly sometimes I'll just grab whatever's available I've done it with makeup wipes like I've taken a makeup Mm -hmm. wipe and cleaned my bureau and my bedside table with it like all you any implement that's in front of me (laughs) I will use that because it's there and it just makes me get the job done so. Yep. No, I agree. Um, we are hot water for some reason, especially in our master bathroom takes a really long time to get actually hot, like five minutes at least. Huh. And so I can start the shower and do a pretty like thorough sweep of clutter or wipe down the bathroom counters while I'm waiting for the shower to get hot. So same thing, just making use of those little pockets of time. I also wanted to mention that our friends Asha and Christine at the Edit Your Life show just did a podcast episode on the subject of whether or not they make their kids keep their rooms clean or clean up their rooms. Um, and I'll just leave that. I'll just put that out there for you all to go listen. Um, I'm, I haven't really been there quite yet since my kids have been really little. I've mostly kind of t- tidied their rooms or helped them tidy their rooms with them. But I am thinking ahead and I am kind of leaning more toward letting kid room space be their own space short of leaving rotting food in there, yeah. company coming or certain times where, you know, we do a, a thorough house clean, but I don't know. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. If kids well, clean their own rooms, if yeah. they're about it. My kids mostly clean their own rooms. So we do have a cleaning person who won't stop cleaning their rooms. This is one, <laughs> which I'm not complaining, but it's like, I keep saying, please don't, please. I don't, right. I don't want you to clean their rooms. They need to do it themselves. Right. Um, but when I say clean it, I mean, she kind of just goes in and vacuums and moves stuff yeah. around. It's not like she's not organizing their toys yeah. or picking up their clothes off the floor. So, um, 
that actually kind of works because before she comes, I'll just tell the kids, like, you got to go up and get all the stuff off your floor. Right. Uh, you got to put stuff away. Everyone's pretty good about that. Jacob, I've just kind of let him do his own thing in his room. He's old enough now. Yeah. And, and it's it's a mess. And like, so I'm trying to help him get it back because I know how overwhelming that can be Yeah. to have something get out of control like that. And so I'm kind of helping him get. But it took a really long time for to get that bad. Yeah. Um. So I kind of stay out of it yeah. mostly with, you know, re- semi-regular reminders that Check now in. it's time. Yeah. You know, everyone run upstairs, grab any dishes that are up there, Yeah. Uh, any food wrappers that are up there. They're not even supposed to be eating up there. But every now and right. then there's like a sleepover or whatever, and I right. bend the rules. And then um, pick up your toys and bring down your clothes. And yeah. so that happens like about weekly, and it's not a big deal. It's not like – I'm not – I'm definitely not hovering in their – Yeah, you're not In their doorways. Yeah. But I don't have to because they're also not on the same floor as me. Yeah. So that makes it a little bit easier. But the other thing I, I get real weird about is fire hazards. Like I'm really mm. – I didn't realize that I have such a phobia about that, but they had this used to be like a Thomas the Train, those tables mm-hmm. that then when they got too old for that morphed into a Lego yeah. table that's completely covered with Legos and they use it, you know, they make a lot of movies with their friends okay. so they use it, they use it as a prop. So it gets okay. moved all around. And one day I went to open the door and it was in front of the door. Oh yeah. And I kind of like lost my cool a little bit because I <laughs> was like, you can't have something blocking a door. It's too heavy for you to move it. What if there is a fire? So, uh, yeah, I'm a little weird about that stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think right now, especially with Allegra, who's eight, um, I'm really wanting her to sort of take personal pride in her space. And she really does. She didn't have her own room until she was six when we moved here. She really likes to, like, tinker with her things. And she'll let her room get so messy. But then, kind of unprompted, she'll spend time in there you know, putting things away yeah. or organizing. And that's kind of how I was. I would let things get so bad. And yeah. then I would sort of enjoy the process of nesting. That's kind of how I am yeah. now. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to kind of go with that with it. But I also think she needs a little bit of training and tools for how, you know, we, in the preparation for back to school, we went through a closet and, you know, how, how would you like this organized and what would make it easiest on you in the morning? So I, I kind of want to be like a, at an arm's length coach rather than say you've got to have your room clean every week but I know some families have expectations about room cleanliness and I don't think it's a bad thing for kids to have expectations so I don't I don't feel super strongly one way or the other but I'm leaning toward not not forcing my kids to clean their room on a certain schedule um yeah I'm kind of there too I will say Clara also in our like main when you first walk in the house she's always since she was a little kid had this little area that's her crafting area is what she calls it but a lot of it's just junk but you know just where she keeps all her little animal things and play-doh and markers and that requires I do require her to keep that up both because it makes the house look really gross and messy if that's dirty but also because she can't find anything if it's a total disaster yeah she can't, she doesn't, she stops using it. I've seen that yeah. she won't go over there anymore because there's just too much. So um, when I'm cleaning, I will go over there and just, because she saves everything. She's a saver. And I'll just yeah. grab all the little pieces of paper she wrote yeah. tiny little notes on. And yeah. I'll just throw, I'll throw away all the markers that are, the caps got left yeah. off, like that stuff. But yeah. then I'll ask her about once a month to go through and really make it look nice. It doesn't yeah. have to be like, there doesn't actually have to be a system. As long right. as it's, it's clean enough that she can sit down and use it without feeling overwhelmed, I'm happy. And I think that that's like the more important lesson for kids too, is like knowing that taking care of your space makes it more enjoyable to be in. So however they get to figure that out works, I think. Yep. 
Agreed. Um, I don't know. With living areas, which is the last thing on this part of my outline, I feel like living areas we've kind of touched on mostly. Yeah. It's mostly picking up and tidying. Do you have any? Have you had any like couch upholstery cleaning? Is there any kind of a deep clean that you do? Blinds, anything mm. like that that we've left off? Um, I mean, nothing that I could really give a tip for. I will say, if you spill wine on your couch. Not that I've ever done this. One thing I have found really works is to like pile, and I mean pile, like go get the thing of Morton's and pour salt on it right away. Hmm. Especially this works really well with red, which often doesn't come out. So just pour it on there and then give it a couple of minutes and vacuum it up. The salt sucks up a lot of the wine right out of the fabric. And then you can kind of do the next step, which is saturating it with water and blotting and that kind of thing. And I can never remember. I always have to look it up again. While while the salt is soaking up the wine, I always have to go look up the next step because I can never remember and I'm too afraid to mess it up. Um, So I've kept, you know, a pale gray couch in pretty good shape, even despite some spills with that. Um, I will say we made a terrible purchasing decision when we bought our sofas. We got one of them. It's great. It's a lazy boy. Um, it's a nice fabric. And the other one was just like one of the cheap ones that was like a loss leader at the furniture store. And we, it kind of matched the one that we really wanted. And I don't remember why it was a long time ago, but, um, it's got a really loose weave and we're going to have to throw it out because it's also the one the dog sleeps on. She's not allowed on the nice couch. She just sleeps on the crap couch. And it is like it is basically a dog hair couch now and there's yeah. no way to get no amount of vacuuming right. gets that out. Cause it just like goes in, it goes between. in, it, be, it becomes yeah. one with the couch. So <laughs> that's become a problem. Um, okay. I won't make that mistake again. Couches are serious purchases. We they just really got are. lucky and we were really due for, overdue for a new couch and got lucky with a very nice hand-me-down when my parents moved that didn't have a lot of wear on it. So it kind of bought us several years, I think, yeah. because that's, a, that's a whole nother podcast you know and I tried like when my kids were little I tried to do slip covers and that just never worked because then the slip cover would go get gross then you have to take it off wash it and then if it shrinks you're screwed and like you try to get it back on and you have to wrestle with it and I just our old one was at it because we (laughs) had washed the slip covers too many times the zippers were all busted and yeah yeah, it was like basically draped over it (laughs) exactly yeah Oh, okay. Well, I want to save some time for talking about hiring help when it comes yeah. to cleaning. But uh, before we go there, just a few little housekeeping things. Um, I, uh, we're doing housekeeping in the middle of an episode. Housekeeping. housekeeping. Oh. Oh. It's a play within a play. Yeah. Um, so hopefully listeners, you saw either on Facebook or by email that we are doing our first listener survey. And so we've already gotten over a hundred responses without trying very hard, without bribing any of you or begging too much, which is really, really nice because it does take yes, I don't know, thank just you a couple much. of minutes. It's 15 very short questions, multiple choice, unless you feel like adding more and you can, um, but it's click through very quickly. Um, it'll be on our website at themomhour.com um, if you have not filled it out. And we are just, I, we're really looking to make this show better to continue to do what we love to do, but also grow it. Um, and so this makes a huge difference. And I wanted to say, even if you are a brand new listener or if you've only listened a few times, I think some of the first responses that come in are from those of you who already have given us great feedback and right. already listen every week. And that's great. We're so glad you filled out the survey. But I'd also love to li- you know, hear from people who just found us or have only listened to a few shows or pop in now and then because um, you know, we don't want to skew our results. So we'll use right. those answers to 
make all kinds of decisions, you know, um, how we, you know, how we grow the show. So yeah. please fill it out. I will put a link in the show notes for this episode 64. And it'll also just be really obvious on our website at themomhour.com. And I think I'll leave it open through probably Labor Day through the first weekend in September. So have a couple weeks um, to fill that out. And that would be great. Yeah. Um, oh, and I also, we have another bonus interview episode coming up later this week. Um, and it is about talking to little kids and big kids about violence in the news and scary stuff happening in the world, which is really timely and really important. And it was a really good conversation. So that was me interviewing Dr. Jennifer Freed. Um, so that will be out later this week. And so if you haven't listened to a bonus interview yet, um, might be a fun one to try. No, it's not really very fun, but it was a very good conversation. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to set this up by talking about a few years ago when you wrote a blog post and mentioned offhand that you had part-time cleaning help. And at yes. the time, you do you remember this? Your oh, blog yeah. was then called The Happiest Mom. And and it, yeah, it was my first, it was my first controversy. And yes, it may have it, been like our last controversy. It was kind of crazy how it blew up. Except remember the one where you wrote where you get like a lot of sleep? Maybe oh yeah, that one too. <laughs> that's, a, that's another story that involves yeah. a troll. Um, no, but you, and you, it was kind of an offhand mention, if I remember correctly, yes. which you then followed up by really writing a couple of detailed posts yeah. about hiring help. Well, and what, what happened was I offhandedly mentioned it. And then a longtime li- uh, reader who had always left really positive comments was basically just like, oh, well, now that I know that about you, it changes the way I think about you. Like, I don't feel like I can relate. And I really thought about that. I mean, I really took it to heart. Um, and, and she wasn't nasty about it or anything, but she was just being very honest. And then I wrote a, like a follow-up post saying, here's what it really looks like to have a cleaning right. service. It doesn't mean I'm not cleaning. It doesn't right. mean I'm wealthy. You know, I mean, it's a privilege obviously, but it's, it's in within reach for a lot more people than may think so. And, and anyway, so it was kind of like clearing up the misconceptions and that's when it went crazy. Yes. Yes. And that is the post that I'll link to. It's called yeah. the help, the truth about hiring a cleaning service. And in that post, you did a really good job of sort of unpacking some of those you know, I don't know if you want to call them misconceptions or, you know, perceptions about what it means yeah. to hire help. But um, maybe do, do you want to kind of retell the story of the first sure. time? Because in that post, you tell the story of I think you were pregnant with your fourth kid. Yeah, and I was pregnant. It was more of a business four. decision. For it was you a totally time. a business decision. I was building my writing business. We did not have a lot of money um, at all. Um, and I decided I just it was like at the point where I really couldn't do the things I felt I needed to do to have a functional house and take good care of my kids and cook dinner at night, which was more important to me, um, and build my business. And so basically, you know, I was splitting my hourly money with the, the cleaner. She may have been coming out ahead, honestly, <laughs> at that point. But it was I knew she could do more in three hours than I, with kids crawling all over me, could probably do in a whole day. Mm-hmm. Um, I could use that time to then make decisions and get stuff done within my business that would help me grow it to where I could earn more, you know? Right. And so it just felt, and also I was hugely pregnant and like, it just really, and my husband was working out of town and I just really needed some help. So that was the first time I did it. And then, you know, we moved and for a while I didn't have help. And then I kind of got in a really busy phase again and got some help again. And then, you know, we've kind of gone in and out of it over the years. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, you know, it doesn't change my life that much day to day. I still scrub toilets. Um, right. right now we have a, a cleaning person who comes, you know, maybe four hours every other week. Okay. So the stuff that she's doing often are things that I wouldn't do mm-hmm. if it was left to me right now. It's just, 
I mean, yeah, she scrubs the toilets while she's here, but I scrub them 17 times in between. Like right. it's, it's all stuff needs to get maintained. Things right. need to happen. Um, she's dusting things, you know, doing things like dusting ceiling fan blades more than I would. So I love the way the house looks. It feels great. I, I, I know like at the end of the day that she's there, I usually go run errands when I come back. I feel like I have come into this totally reset space mm-hmm. that's more pleasant to be in. And then I can kind of focus on the stuff I want to do with the kids or the mm-hmm. stuff I want to do around the house that I find more satisfying. But one thing I thought was really interesting was, you know, and you've kind of listed in our little outline. I, and I love that you put it all in caps because this is exact, well, it it's exactly how it came off. It was, co- it was a copy paste job, but yes. Yeah. Um, but it was like, you know, the idea that running a household isn't that hard. You should be able to do it yourself. I agree. Running a household is simple work that goes back to the beginning of time. Everyone's done it. Anybody can do it. I mean, yes. But that doesn't mean it's easy. Just because right. something is doable doesn't mean it's easy. And it's also a time benefit. You know, it's like a time, a time cost kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I also don't bake my own bread. I could. Right. It's not that hard. But nobody gives me crap for buying bread at the, at the grocery store. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I just thought that was a really always a very interesting. That's one of those I feel like sanctumami responses. Yeah. Well, the other really hot helpful. button one, too, was the that you addressed was that hiring household help is classicist and unethical. And I loved your response about the way you found the person who cleaned your house and the discussion of fair wages and what that looks like in your community yeah. and that it does not have to be an unethical, I mean, it does not have to be an unethical The people that are running yeah. house cleaning businesses around here are charging fair, very fair mm-hmm. hourly wages that are, you know, livable for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, one woman who did it for me for a few years, um, not the one who's I've got now, but a few years ago, she was studying for her master's degree. So she's much more highly mm-hmm. educated than me and just wanted something simple she could do. Mm-hmm you know, that she didn't have to think very hard, that she didn't have to take the work home with her, make a little money to pay for her degree and not take up so much time that, you know, so it was flexible. She could go to class and study. Mm -hmm. So for her, it was perfect. Um, We also, I thought was interesting. We heard from people in other countries, especially I want to say some Latin American countries where they were saying that in their, in their cultures, it's actually a responsibility. It's an obligation. Mm -hmm. If you are middle-class, you hire people to help you because that gives other people work, which I thought was an interesting, right. And you made a good point too, and I'm sure this differs by region, but about the difference between um, having an individual, you know, a sole proprietor relationship with your cleaning person versus a cleaning service. And I can speak to that personally. Um, So right now we have, uh, it's one day every four weeks. So they come every fourth Wednesday Um, and it is only four hours, but it's two or three people. So it's a, it's a a full day, Yeah, but it is once a month or once every four weeks. It is a cleaning service, and I just I still am looking for a more individual one-on-one relationship with a person or a couple of people in business together. I don't love, I don't love the feel of a of a large cleaning service. I'm sure there are some out there that do a really good job, but um, for a lot of reasons, it it doesn't feel as personal. It does feel slightly uncomfortable from a, I don't know. I'm just not crazy about yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, I know. And and it, a, a couple the people. First thing we found here that yeah. worked and um the the big the huge part for me that was useful is that they could get it all done basically a day's worth of work since I only have them once a month in like three to four hours because they bring you know two or three people um when back in Arizona um we had much more of a one-on-one relationship with a woman who did she she was once a month but it was the better part of a day but I just liked it better so 
I don't know. That, again, it really differs by region, but I have always felt much more comfortable um, with sort of a sole proprietor type of situation. Yeah. And I will say like a couple of people weighed in on the comments and said, you know, to the other side of that, if they go with a service that's employing people, um, it's more likely that they're getting benefits yep. and all that. And that, that makes a lot of sense to me, except yep. I've just also read that a lot of the big services are terrible to their employees. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of like do your homework. In our yes. area, we actually don't have a lot of the big, like Mary, I don't even know if we have a Mary Maids. Like we don't have a lot of those big ones. So it tends to be more like it's a service, but it's local mm -hmm. or regional. It's run by someone in the community. Mm -hmm. um, I have used those on and off, and it tends to be the same people who come every time. It's not like this kind of nameless, faceless group of strangers every time. Right. Right. I kind of just, it's like your miles may vary on that. Um, yep. But I've also had the best luck just asking around. Yeah. You know, word of mouth has really worked. I, I agree. I think asking around, um, and I think if it's the first time that you are hiring a cleaning service, it can be really, it's kind of fraught with some insecurities or, oh, yeah. I don't know, I have felt that. Like insecure, like I can't do it all myself or they're going to think my house is gross or... Yeah. I'm not going to like the way they do things. Like it's just, it's sort of for some reason fraught with more emotion than I'm going to hire someone to mow my lawn or, yes. you know, clean out my gutters. It's just for some reason our homes are, you know, really personal. So right. I guess just knowing that that's normal and that um, it's a personal decision and that there are ways to go about it that are fair and economical and you may love it. I've also gone through times where actually it's quite stressful for me to get ready to have the cleaners come mm -hmm. every four weeks in terms of, you know, picking up toys. Cause I don't right. like to, I don't want them to pick up toys. I want them to clean the floors. That's why that's right, what exactly. they do really well. But I've had, we've had many school mornings over the last year where I was just tearing around and I'm like, is this worth it? And it was because they were doing things like my stovetop and some, yes. you know, some things yeah. that I just wasn't getting to, but still it just did feel like wait, this is supposed to be really helping me. And it kind of felt like I was tearing around, cleaning for the cleaner. So I don't know. Yeah. Well that, and I think it's so funny when people make fun of people for cleaning before the cleaner comes, but to me, it's an opportunity to get to yes. stuff, not like deep stuff, but just stuff right. that needs to get done anyway, like yep. picking up the clutter so they can wipe down the table or, exactly. you know, yep. switching out the tablecloth. Like I'll just kind of take off the dirty one and like leave the nice one folded yep. up so they know that's there, that's coming next, but they can then clean the table. Just stuff like that that needs to happen anyway. It's a nice motivator. And right. I'm the same, like if there are dishes you know, pots and pans that have been lingering in the sink. I don't want them doing the dishes because I can do the dishes and right. I don't even mind doing the dishes. So right. again, like I want to get that stuff clean slate so that they can come in and, um, and do the stuff that like, I really want them to do. Yep. So, but it does take a while to get in that swing of things. And there's been times that they come and I just didn't get to that stuff and there's, they don't care. They don't. They've seen you know. everything, they've, you know, yes. they're understanding. And yes. I'll say, you know, I'm sorry. Like sometimes I'll work like right alongside them. So sometimes, yeah. um, mm -hmm. our, our cleaner will come and I'll say, could you just start upstairs? I'm going to go ahead and get the kitchen ready for yep. you. And she's there and I'm there and we're kind of yep. passing yep. each other, getting stuff done, but who cares? Stuff's getting done. It, it works. Yep. I've done that too. And I just want to say too, if this, if it's, I think, um, overwhelmed newer moms too, um, it's, it's an adjustment figuring out how to run a household, um, and keep up with work and whatever. So if it is the first time, it doesn't have to be like anything. It doesn't have to be a commitment forever. There right. are companies and people who will do a one-time yep. cleaning or you could do quarterly. So there's all kinds of ways to make it. It's not like, it's not like you have a cleaning service or you don't like you and I right. have said, there's you go through phases. So I do want um, to address quickly the, the budget money side yes. of it, because that was another huge sticking point. Um, people saying, you know, anything from, well, I don't have that 
that in my budget and and that's only for people who you know must be really well off and affluent and I've already kind of made this point that when we started yeah. that we I was not making very much money um but I think it's one of those things where if it's if it's important to you and it's like one of those things where you're bickering with your husband all the time about who's going to do what and you're stressed out because your house is a mess and I will say for us it's about the cost of our cable bill mm-hmm. so most people have cable most people have right. A smartphone with a high right. monthly right. cost. Most people, I mean, we're we're kind of at a point in American middle class society where most people have a lot of really expensive crap going on all the time, even if we don't really want mm-hmm. to admit it to ourselves. So it's a, you know, it's like, how important is it to you? If it's not a priority, that's right. fine. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean like people who for whom that's not a priority are better than people for yeah. whom would just really like to have a clean house. I mean, that's that's it's very valid. So Agreed. I always said that, that very interesting. Like one meal out, if we if we sacrifice one nice meal out, that pretty much pays mm-hmm. our cleaner for the month. So yep. you know, nope. I I agree. And you know, it's just you just never it's it's never anybody's place to judge what other people value enough to spend money on. Really, right? Exactly. But for some reason, it can feel that way and especially if you're yeah if you're going spirals. there for the first time so yep. oh yeah. um all right well let's let's wrap up with our regular segment which is what is happening in your house this week because I have a big one I am sitting here recording for the first time without needing a babysitter because Woo-hoo! all three of my kids are in school today is the first day of school for everybody and uh, for Allegra and Reed, it's the first day at a new school. And for Violet, it's her first day ever of any wow. kind of school. And She's you sent me do... the cutest picture this morning. It was like, you know, Lord she, help yeah. her teacher. <laughs> I know. She, yeah, she was so ready. She's going to do three half days a week. So I will have three half days where just not having to get a sitter. We've had a great sitter, amazing sitter for the last two years who has a college schedule, but she's always been free a few um, during the weekdays. That's a really hard time to find Childcare, if you don't have full-time right. childcare, is during the day. Um, but I've always needed her for anything from like a doctor's appointment to recording the podcast to, you know, so just having, knowing those three days are there and she's just really ready. So, um, yeah, so first, my first, it's really my first day. It's my first day with all of nice. my kids in some it's kind of weird school. feeling, huh? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And we yeah. jump right into recording and you have fun news. I do. I have, I posted this on our Facebook page so, or Facebook yeah, page. So People may have already seen this, but um, very unexpectedly, I am going to be joining the local radio station as the morning co-host of the morning so show. So I did this as a like a guest thing over the summer, um, and I didn't know this at the time, but I guess they were kind of like auditioning people for the okay. role full time, and they asked me if I would do it. And I, it's going to be a huge change for us. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting talking about like the difference. You know, this is going to be my plunge back into being a working mom who leaves the house right? Um, for a set number of hours every day. Right. And they are very flexible about like if there's a snow day, I can record from home, but they don't want me doing that all the right. time. I'm right. going to need to be there most of the time. Yeah. Oh, is it, it's, it's close. Right? It's close. Right it's like town. a six, yeah. seven minute drive. Um, so I mean, I'm going to be going back into a place where there's other people working. Like and I am going pants? to, I will have to wear pants and a bra and I'm going to be there from 6 a.m. until 9 a.m. Oh or at God. least I'll be on air. I may I may be able to do the first like half hour from home, um, which will help out a lot with like kind of getting the bigger kids up and stuff. But so this is going to be huge because I have not had to get up and get out the door and get dressed at any given time. I mean, I've been the mom doing the school drop off at 820 with no bra <laughs> um, and then going back home and like 
putting myself together. But I think it's going to actually be really good for me. I think the structure will be good. I think, you know, forcing me to kind of get my day starting earlier because I am that rebel and I'll never, I've kind of realized I'll never do it for myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what ends up happening is, you know, I, I really would like to have it be where the school day is when I'm doing my majority, the majority of the work. And if I'm really yeah. not even getting dressed until, yeah. you know, 10, it's yeah. kind of hard to really get all the things in that I want to get done. So, and the week that I did it um, over the summer, I actually have to say it was not that hard to get up early. I didn't mind it. And I really loved leaving that studio at nine and being like, wow, a big part yeah. of my day is already behind me. And look, it's nine o'clock. Like I can go to breakfast or, you know, go home and read for a little bit or whatever. Like I didn't yeah. feel like this pressure to start my day because my day had already started. Now yeah. it was like break time and morning feels like a really good time for that. So it's very exciting. It's going to be like a big change exciting. for us. The kids are excited too. I mean, so. I picture in a small town, like the morning show is what people listen to, like it on their is, way like, to work and stuff, this right? Is the, this is what people listen to driving carpool, dropping their kids off at school and going to work. This is like that. It's the mom station. So yeah. That is really great. Well, we, yeah. obviously I want an update. You don't start for a couple more weeks, right? No, we start the day. Actually, I'll start on the same day the kids go back to school. So September 6th. And I'm very curious if you will go to bed early because I really like how we're on the same – we're three hours apart, no, but know. we're always like sitting down to watch TV at I the same I'm time. I think I'm going to have to because I don't think I'm going to be able to keep my – the week that I did it before, I mean, I was tired by – Yeah, I would think so. Not super really early. really going to cramp our like texting 10. before bed relationship. Well, I think I could still stay up to like 10. So. That's seven my time. So I'm like – putting kids to bed. Yeah. We're so never going to Usually talk you again, and I are Sarah. texting at like 8.30 my time, 11.30. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that I don't think that's going to happen as much. Maybe on the oh, weekends. I'll take one for the team so that All you could right. be a radio DJ. I really hope you get a billboard though. I just I think I actually face. might. I really want you to get a billboard. Can I you may, put in yeah. a request for a billboard? This might actually be a thing here, so we'll see. That's awesome. Okay, everybody. Well, this was a nice long episode yes. and everything we talked about in it will be at the momhour.com. Look for episode 64 in particular, when we talked about cleaning, hiring cleaning service, I'd love for people to read the article that you wrote, Megan, and I will link to because, um, it just does a really good job of unpacking some of the yucky comments we got and the uncomfortableness. And, um, it was a great, it was a great conversation. So yeah, I'd love people to go check that out and read it. And as always, if you haven't left us an iTunes review, um, we would love for you to do that as well. That's all yep. I got. Yep. And we, we, we actually asked for so many so much input this episode. So do leave us a comment. Yeah. Momhour.com, episode 64. You. All right. Thanks, all right. everybody. See you next time. The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica. Erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. Erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media, and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. The Mom Hour is brought to you by partners like Chatbooks. Chatbooks makes it beyond easy to create beautiful photo books by importing your digital photos from anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Google Photos, or directly from your phone. 
The books come in a variety of sizes with beautiful cover options and binding styles to choose from, and they start at just $15. Plus, we have a great deal just for our listeners. Use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20% off your purchase. Just download the Chatbooks app and use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20%. 